podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Who are the best defences in the league and which defenders offer the most upside? Welcome to the Gianni Batici YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. We're going to focus on defences and defenders in today's show. And we're going to be looking, as I said, about some of those that have the best upside. Because I tell you what, guys, there's a few that offer so much attacking threat that they've just got to be in our teams. And there's others that you think offer loads of attacking threat. But actually, they probably don't. So let's have a look at some of the numbers. And I tell you what, as a little warning, this one might be a little bit more stat heavy than usual. But first, we got to discuss the teams that keep not the most clean sheets. Because after four game weeks, that's hard to just completely measure. Only two teams, by the way, have kept two clean sheets. That's Spurs and Man City. But we're going to look at some of those underlying data. And one of my favourite metrics, as you guys, guys know, is expected goals conceded but we're going to do it per 90 right so let's have a look at the top of the charts no surprises Man City were the best defence in the league last year and so far they are conceding one expected goal against them every 142 minutes every game and a half of football they should concede with that in mind we're going to get tons of clean sheets from Man City now sure we've only seen two from four but we're going to see a lot lot more now we haven't seen many Arsenal clean sheets, just the one. We've seen them concede goals to the likes of Fulham and Forest. But in terms of the expected goals against them, Arsenal have been really good. So if you're out there and you're a Gabriel or a Saliba owner, maybe you're looking at this thinking, actually, I'm due here and the fixtures aren't too bad either. So Arsenal, second on 108 minutes. So again, they're conceding less than one XG per game. And the only other team that come in with less XG per game, if we go per game of 90 minutes, although games are slightly longer, as we know, is Chelsea, 90.6, right? So the Chelsea defence, and again, we've all got Chilwell. Some of you have got Chilwell and Gusto, or some have got Chilwell and Colwell, like me. Again, Chelsea should be keeping loads more clean sheets. And this data suggests they will start to. It suggests they've been a bit unlucky. It suggests Arsenal and City perhaps have been too. So far, the best three defences in the league have been those three teams. And look, we are stacked with their defenders in FPL for that reason. Although not many of you have Man City defender coverage, do you? We'll talk about that later. Brentford, by the way, again, Flecken owners, fair play. He looks like perhaps the best of the 4.5 million keepers. Brentford every 84 minutes conceding a, a 1xG so that's really useful too. Palace up high. Newcastle, despite their really tough start, played Liverpool and Man City. Well, again, Newcastle looking pretty good. And Liverpool not as bad as we thought. And then Spurs. Right down there, Man United, below mid-table, below halfway up. Um, so Man United, you'd expect more. And again, Anana owners might be looking at that thinking they're just not looking solid enough. And Brighton, even lower than that. But we know that we're Brighton, don't we? But we still all own a Stupinan. And I'm not sure why uh, we all own him as an absolute must-have, because I don't think he is that. And I'll show you some of the individual data in a sec. Um, I'm not selling a stupid hand, I just want to throw it out there. But I don't think he's the must-have, and perhaps I don't think it's fair or accurate that he should be. Um, fair is the wrong word. I don't think his, what is it, 65% ownership um, is an accurate representation of his uh his upside. Um, bottom three in this chart, so the three teams. Actually, no, I'm going to go bottom four or five. These are the five teams we should be targeting. Absolutely. And we knew it was Fulham. And we knew it was Luton. And we probably knew it was Sheffield United and Burnley. But Bournemouth, have got to say, are going to be in that chart too. 
They're conceding one XG every 42 minutes. So again, those four or five teams definitely we can start to look to target. So when we're looking at captaincy each week, let's look at who certainly Fulham, Luton and Sheffield United are playing. And the reason why so many of us want to beeline to Son this week is Spurs host Sheffield United at home. And that's just classic fixture of an inform attacking team that are putting up some of the best attacking numbers versus one of the worst defensive teams. And when we get those... Mi- when we get those mismatch matches, that's not only where our captaincy goes each week, quite often if it's not Haaland, but it's also where all our transfers go. And again, that's why some will be a priority transfer. And look, Madison should be too if you don't have him um, this week. Worth noting, Spurs have got two tough games after that, but you expect them to score in any given game. But this is on defences, so let's look at some of the individuals because again, I think this data is useful when we look at teams but some teams have standout defenders. And if they're at the top of the chart here and you go, there's a standout defender at Man City, I have to own him. Or a standout defender at Arsenal, I have to own him. Now, for Chelsea, there is that standout defensive option in Chilwell. When we look at Man City and Arsenal, though, there isn't necessarily standout. So although they're top of the charts here, and we love the fact Man City and Arsenal keeping not yet tons of clean sheets, but keeping shots away from their goal and expected chances against them are so, so low. It's not like in years gone by when we've gone, I can just go and buy Cancelo because he comes with all those guarantees, but he also comes with upside. And again, Arsenal, like I look back to once upon a time when someone like Bellerin was a really cool standout option for attacking data and some Arsenal clean sheets. Or even last year, Ben White at times. Again, there's not necessarily the standout Arsenal that gives you the upside. So let's look at some of those upside defenders. But first, we've got to talk a little bit about So Rare. So many of you guys, like me, have started playing So Rare recently. I'm really enjoying it. And I think soon I'll be starting to play with the limited cards. I'm playing the free version at the moment. The limited ones are where you're buying cards and you're trading them. And many people make a lot of money out of So Rare. Just throwing that out there. And you guys are all football enthusiasts. So you'll probably like it. Way more than just the Premier League. Lots of other leagues too. But look, if you fancy signing up with the link in the description when you buy uh, your first five limited cards you'll also win a free limited card with my link so i appreciate your support guys uh, and we'll speak more uh, as the weeks uh, continue regarding so rare but let's get back to fpl we're gonna look at some of those individuals to offer the upside and when we look in the scout members area straight away i'm like how do i filter defenders for upside well defenders are in our team when we look about upside it's goals assists so it's only fair to do the expected goal involved I think so let's look at the expected goals the expected assists combine them together most of these defenders are going to be higher in the assist and the goal threat uh, which is why fullbacks are at number one two and three so top of the charts Matty Cash 2.38 XGI Aston Villa keep clean sheets certainly under Emery and we saw that in the end of last season but they've also got fullbacks that give you upside now, is Matty Cash my favourite at Villa? Despite being number one on the list, no. My favourite's Moreno, and he is back training. Now, when Moreno is back starting, I think he'll be in my team. You could say just go Matty Cash now. Nothing wrong with that either. But Moreno will be Emery's number one fullback, and at times he'll play a defensive three with one fullback. So sure, Moreno's left, Cash is right, but at times I think we could even see Konza playing right back and Moreno left back and it's almost like a back three in possession and then Moreno becomes a midfielder but we have seen that in the first few weeks from Matty Cash sure him and Dean have played most games together Um, maybe when one goes the other one sits but at times Cash has been super super advanced not quite Chilwell levels 
and we compare his average position to, to Chilwell and look, look, look at them. One of them's are playing as a wide forward. One of them's playing as a wing back. Now, Chilwell could move further back, but even when Chilwell plays wing back, you can still expect him to be even more attacking than someone like a Matty Cash. So this point is just to show you, stay faithful to Chilwell. He's going to start getting some clean sheets, but also he is due attacking returns. And I think you have to stay patient there. So Chilwell, we've been a bit unlucky. His expected goal involvement is 2.15. He also was due more clean sheets um, than the one he's had. So Chilwell owners, stay patient. He's also coming off a lot of 75 minutes. Now, with that in mind, there'll be times he comes off and Chelsea concede late and he comes off on a clean sheet. So sure, it's not great for his, his, his bonus later in the game. It's not great for his extra points late in the game for goals and assists if he's coming off at 75. Ideally, we want him playing 90. But if he is coming off early, you might lock in those clean sheets. Um, a Stupinan, 1.48. Now look, he's had a couple of returns this season, sure. But we talk about Stupinan like he's some absolute must-have. And yeah, he's the third most attacking defender in the game. So it's not bad at all. But he's not the most attacking. And he plays in a team that doesn't do much in terms of clean sheets. Cash and Chilwell have got much better chances of clean sheets every week than Stupinan, pretty much. So again, guys, if you have to bench him or you have to sell him, I think that's okay. I think that is okay. I'll speak about some of the other players I, I like and... I might have to sell a Stupinan to accommodate, for example, a Spurs defender. Now, sure, on the list here, we've got some centre-backs, Varane and Ream and Dunk. Usually centre-backs feature in these lists, especially early on in the season. They've simply had a couple of really big chances from headers at set pieces where they should have scored. And I remember one of those from Varane at the back post. So again, the numbers for the centre-backs, they don't look too much in, in terms of small sample sizes. And this is, guys, this is just the first four weeks. Um, so I'm going to ignore some of them, but I want to draw our attention towards the bottom of the list Trent is starting to feature and again he went off injured again I think 75 minutes in game week four but keep your eye on Trent because if Liverpool start keeping cleans as they did against Villa the attacking threat will be there he's been really inverted as well against Aston Villa and with that the chance creation is just there I think he also got bonus didn't he Porro is on this list and we'll talk more about Porro in just a second because he just features and you might be surprised to not see a Dogi on this list and Porro's so lowly down. But we'll t talk more about Spurs in a sec. But first, I just want to go back to, we've looked at the teams, we've looked at the individuals. So let's, let's rank our clean sheet banker defenders and let's rank our upside defenders and then talk about them a little bit more. So the clean sheet bankers, as we saw from from the data, it has to be a Man City defender. So which Man City defender do you own? Well, Ake reportedly went off injured for the Netherlands the other day. That should make Vardiol pretty nailed. But Diaz, we know, is the most nailed in the City back line, but you've got to spend a little bit extra. John Stone should be back soon as well. So if you want assurance, Diaz or Edison, if you want to go for a bit, the sort of player that might miss a game every now and then, as he did in game week four, I've got Guardiol and I still like that pick. At number two, we're going to say an Arsenal defender again. We're talking clean sheet bankers here. Arsenal should be a clean sheet banker in the right fixtures. They do not concede as much as a goal, expected goal, every game. Nor do Man City. Those two in Chelsea are the only three. So look, Saliba, I don't hate it. You don't get the upside though. So these are, you could say these are boring picks, right? Uh, but you could say that's safe picks. And every squad needs a good mix of both. So maybe you have one of these guys. At third, it's still the Chelsea defence. 
Chilwell's still cheap and affordable, in my opinion, for what you get in terms of the attack. So I'd still say the best Chelsea defender is Chilwell, so I'm going to put him in it. But Reese should be back soon, and he has uh, put out on social that he's, he's returned to training, but you never know with Reese James. So look, they're the best three in terms of clean sheet bankers, and that's mainly teams, sure, but some players in those teams. What about the best upside defenders? Well, I'm still going to rank at number one Ben Chilwell. I know Cash's data is slightly better, but I'm going to go Chilwell because he is Chelsea's vice captain. He is going to be in this 11, despite some of the early subs every week. That might change for Cash at some point. Also, Cash has European football starting very, very soon and Chilwell doesn't. And I want to know how that's going to affect. Sorry, Cash has already started. They played Hibernian in the qualifier, didn't they? Two legs. So again, I worry for Aston Villa legs. A bit like I do with Newcastle and Brighton too, because these squads aren't used to it. Chelsea, weak on the training ground. At two, we have to put in Aston Villa for upside because whether it's Cash or whether it's Moreno in a few weeks' time, we know Emery teams will allow at least one fullback to provide the width in that team. And remember, Diaby's not playing out wide. It's a central two. The width is coming from the fullback or fullbacks, as we've seen with Dean and Cash in the first few weeks for Aston Villa. Then Even the midfield four, pretty narrow. Um, I'm going to put Spurs in at number three for... De- upside defenders and Poro and Adogi need to be discussed so let's compare Poro and Adogi shall we um we're not going to do game week one we're going to compare game weeks two three four so it's a three game week sample size and the reason being Emerson played game week one scored played really well Poro's clearly first choice though because he despite Emerson playing amazingly well for Emerson in game week one Poro still came in game week two I've got to think there must have been a knock for Poro not to not to have started. But anyway, he's coming and he's he's clearly the first choice right back. Adogi is absolutely nailed at left back. Poro might miss a game every now and then, sure. So let's compare the three games they've both started together. In terms of minutes, Poro's actually had slightly more because Adogi came off injured in one of those games. 267 versus 240 in terms of minutes. Now, when we look, before we look at the stats, let's look at the average uh heat map, shall we? When we look at these heat maps, I see Adogi with way more uh, touches in the opposition half. More red for Adogi in terms of attack. But what's surprising here is Adogi clearly spends more time in terms of his average position in the opposing half. But when you look at the stats and the numbers, actually Poro's a little bit better. Poro does offer more goal threat. 0.38 is his XG and he has scored. Adogi's 0.09 and he hasn't scored. Poro has been on a couple of set pieces, like direct free kicks. So again, Poro comes with the additional set piece threat of Adogi. But Adogi comes with set piece threat in terms of getting his head on corners and free kicks. Because he's tall for a fullback. I think he might be like six foot one, six foot two. And he scored a header pre-season Adogi. And he does go up for corners. So he might win a header or two. A bit like you expect from your, your centre-backs, not your full-backs. You don't see many full-backs going up for set pieces. Um, there's a few. There's a few. Um, in terms of assists, Adogi does edge it. And again, the average position map does make you think Adogi's going to be in more attacking areas um, to get assists. And he's had a couple already. Poro's had one. Um, Not much between them in terms of the expected assist. 0.32 to 0.45. The baseline bonus, and I like baseline bonus, you guys know, it's the bonus points without the return. So take goal and assists off. It's the other metrics for defenders, uh, interceptions, blocks, clearances, successful dribbles, all of that. Um, Poro's slightly higher than Adogi. So worth noting when they return or when they're on clean sheets and there's no returns, Poro is more likely to get bonus points. 
Penalty area touches, six for Poro, eight versus a Doji. Guys, there's so little to split them. You could pick purely on price here and you save a couple of point mils by going a Doji. You also know with a Doji, he's absolutely first choice. Yet, you know, with Poro, Emerson did play one of those first four games. Was Poro injured? We don't know. But Emerson did play well. And we know there's competition more for places on the right-hand side than there is the left-hand side. So I think I still prefer a Doji, but the goal threat suggests Poro. The assist threat suggests a Doji. The X minutes still, you would say, you go a Doji. Although he has, um, I think he's pulled out the Italy squad for the fever, but just worth noting that. Let's see. Uh, it might be one of those international break injuries, although I'm sure he would have been keen to play for his country. I don't think that could have even been a senior debut. Um, so let's keep an eye on those Spurs defenders. Do we want them now, though? That's the question. Well, let's have a quick look at the members area, shall we? Because um, on the scout members area, I've done a ticker up to when I might wildcard in game week nine. I might wildcarding whenever. But let's just look at the next four or five weeks. And Spurs... That's at the middle of the range. Sheffield United's a nice fixture. Then it's two tricky ones. I don't see many clean sheets for this Spurs team, despite them being top of the charts. Uh, that alongside um, Man City with the, the only team that have kept two. You can argue they've been a bit lucky to can see to keep two clean sheets. And the fullbacks both go together. It's often like Basuma and the two centre-backs like left facing three attacking players, certainly on transitioning. You're like, oh, they're going to concede goals here. But they've also had a keeper in Vicario that's got one of the best save percentages in the league. Um, and they're asking him to work. Uh, but this Postacoglu team is going to be a lot of fun and we'll get attacking returns from our Spurs players. Guys, I will see you very soon. We've got an exciting uh, game week five uh, ahead. Uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully, some juicy green arrows. But for now, I'll see you very soon. <laughs>